This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Brady Cannon and Randy McKay. That's right, it's our Sports Better's Paradise NFL divisional previews. Go to the NFC West. Yes, indeed. So look at the 49ers at uh, Bet Rivers, minus 190 to win the division. Seattle got into the playoffs. How about the Geno Smith? Is it sustainable for Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, plus 230? One of Pete Carroll's better job, so I will say that. The Rams finally paying those bills on all those uh, <laughs> all those deferred payments that they've had over the years. They're 10-1 to to win the division, and Arizona is picked to be maybe the worst team in the NFL. They are the longest shot to win the NFC. They are tied for the longest shot to win the Super Bowl. So let's start with the San Francisco 49ers. They went through four different quarterbacks last year. So, man, the roster. Um, and it's a, And that's despite getting very little from something that they invested so much in. And that's what they had to give up to pick Trey uh, to bring in Trey Lance. They got very little out of him. Um, whether you think it was an upgrade, addition by subtraction, once he got hurt, nobody's pulling for the guy to get hurt. But it seemed like Garoppolo was a, a little bit of a steady, and then Brock Purdy was cert- his play last year was certainly an upgrade. So to win the Super Bowl, Brady, the 49ers, 10 to 1. That's fourth choice. To win the NFC, second choice, only behind the Eagles at 4 to 1. To make it to the playoffs, minus 455. Big number there. Uh, to, to the note, to the playoffs, plus 340. McCaffrey, offensive player of the year. He's third choice at 15 to 1. Nick Bosa, defensive player of the year. He is uh, fourth choice at 9 to 1. Most sacks, Bosa at 7 to 1. So, here, the, the win total is at 10.5, uh, shaded to the over at minus 150, Brady. Well, I tell you what, it, it feels like some regression is coming for this team after making it all the way to the NFC Championship last year. But uh, first of all, I, I'm a 49er fan, and I am getting sick and tired of seeing this team's awful, horrible injury luck. It is six seasons in a row that they have been hampered by injury. You just wonder if this will ever turn. The law of averages said it, says it should. And if it does this year, they, they could make another run and be right there. Um, the offense can be a top five offense, excellent receiving core, excellent running game. Uh, but I wonder if Brock Purdy will flash the way he did in the final seven or eight games last season. It's such a small sample size. I thought the table was set for him very well to succeed. I think he exceeded expectations. But is he going to be able to do that? Now defenses have some tape on this guy. I just don't know if he's going to be as effective as he was for a small portion of the season last year. I think the offensive line remains the same. They're good. They're not great. I think the de- uh, the defense ought to be very, very good. The defensive line, I think, comes down to Drake Jackson and Cleland Farrell, who they brought in from the Raiders. 
And I think they'll be good. I think they will have good seasons, and this defense will be a powerhouse once again. I don't think the change from D'Amico Ryans to Steve Wilkes at coordinator is going to matter. I think they'll pretty much remain status quo on defense. They do lose a couple players, but you know this defense has a heck of a lot of depth, and, and I think they'll be tough once again. Um, one and one in field goal games, three and one in one score games, plus 13 in turnover margin and plus 13 in sack margin. Possible regression there with the turnovers, I would expect. They do play, however, a very easy schedule this year. But on the flip side of that is they have the worst rest advantage in the NFL. Absolutely awful rest edge uh, across the entire league for the 49ers. I, like I say, I really hope they do have better injury luck. But um, I went under this season win total for the 49ers. I just don't know if they can get to 11 wins. I do think they will get to the playoffs. I do think they will win the division. But I think they do it with a 10-7 and record. I think they're going to be off a tick from what they were last year. But uh, listen, if anybody tells you that Brock Purdy did not exceed their expectations, yeah. they can kiss it, man. I'm sorry. He was phenomenal. And I think it's got something what I attribute to it's over 50 games started in what is basically minor league football at college football. And so I will give him uh, that edge. We're seeing it this preseason with Dorian Thompson Robinson, where he was, it took forever to develop and became more uh, accurate. And I think we're going to see it lacking in some of the quarterbacks. I think Trey Lance, we don't know. He hadn't had a chance, but he hasn't, he's not getting any reps to develop. And guys like Richardson, we'll see. You mentioned that rest edge. Conspiracy theorists, here we go, baby. The number one rest edge. Yeah. The New York Jets. Yeah. They've got the least amount of it. 20 days, Brady, to be exact, on the rest edge. Last in the league for San Francisco, which is going to make it even that much tougher for your group to stay healthy. That have had some right. uh, some uh, some uh, injuries there. I'll tell you one thing I did like, Randy, though. McCaffrey, you couldn't tell he just joined that team. I mean, they they implemented him immediately. I mean, he got like 10 touches from it. And it, he... He fit in seamlessly. Maybe that's, you know, attribute a little bit to his football IQ and his willingness to be coached, but I was very impressed with that. I, I, I agree. Because certainly with the guys drafted late, he's got limitations. So can defenses get a book on his tendencies and take away his comfort zone? You know, sort of the adjust and you know, readjustment from a quarterback in defenses. So, yeah, the, he's, they're definitely got some film on him, and we'll see. But I kind of like the way this, this kid handles themselves, especially what I've seen in the past, uh, the position at times for some real capable rosters. I've had enough. Randy, your thoughts on the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, we'll see what Shanahan does here. Um, you know, I got him, of course, top 10 coach. You know, him and McVay are pretty close to each other in this division. Carroll probably right with him too. So, you know, three pretty good coaches. You know, big bounce back here for Pete Carroll. He does have to replace both coordinators. And uh, I got their offensive line. You know, we spoke about that. Number 23. So, not a good ranking. Lost uh, McGlinchey. At right tackle, we'll see if he can be replaced. You know, Shanahan's very creative, likes to run a lot of motion, likes to do things with the run game, and they have good good running backs. You know, we speak about McCaffrey. You got uh, you got the back up there as well. Had a big year, Mitchell, and then they got the fullback Uschek, who uses very well. You know, all pro fullback, and he uses him in the pass game and blocking, and similar as a tight end. You know, very good weapons as well. So. Uh, 
we'll see. Well, the whole question here is a quarterback on the offense, and uh, you know, we'll see which one they use. You know, can Purdy hold up? Can uh, is Trey Lance coming in, or is uh, Darnold coming in? You know, their defense. You know, pretty strong up front. You know, of course, you got Wilkes uh, replacing there. You know, I would have went under this in this uh, on the 49ers this year with Brady, but uh, you know, they they should go five and one in the division. You know, they should probably split with Seattle, in my opinion. Same with Seattle the other way. So uh, that was tough call for me. And uh, but their defense pretty strong. Very good linebackers on this team. Very good in the defensive back or this guy in the backfield is Hifunga is a lot like Troy Palomano. They use him all over the place. They are replacing a kicker, which uh, always is an issue. And you know, I'm one of the few that brings up special teams, and I've seen that as well. Week nine by, and then they have three out of four games after playing at Philly, which is uh, going to be a tough spot. I have a couple bet against spots. Okay. Week one, Pittsburgh uh, getting three points at home. I like uh, the Steelers, you know, in that spot, you know, good home dog. And then, uh, and I mentioned this before when we did the Philly uh, thing, I like uh, week, uh, let's see. That's week 12. Week 12 against Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a probably two and a half, three point underdog. And I like Philly to take care of them there. So there's two spots in my opinion, to bet against the 49ers. But this is a more wait-and-see team as far as, you know, you can bet these season wins during the year, too, now in these new markets. So I do that as well, and that's one of them where I'll definitely be uh, penciling in and looking at that as well. All right. Uh, you know, you're already getting some Pittsburgh action. I think it's a, re a reflection of how clean they look uh, in the preseason. Uh, that line is down to two-and-a-half right now in that season opener um, in, uh, against uh, Pittsburgh down to two and a half uh, getting points against San Francisco. Randy McKay always beating the closing line. You know that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's a given. But, uh, Randy, at two and a half, you, you still, do you still recommend it? Well, then I'd tease the Steelers up, so at least get Okay, an there you go. Oh, <laughs> you know, tease it over the three and the seven. All right, let's get to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Brady, how good of a coaching job was that by, uh, by Pete Carroll last, last year? And also – what we saw out of Geno Smith, is it sustainable? Well, first of all, it was a heck of a coaching job by Pete Carroll. Maybe one of his best ever. And uh, I'm a fan of Pete Carroll. I, I, I think, I mean, it's just amazing what this guy is still doing at 70-something years old and the energy that he has. And uh, no, it, it was fantastic. And I thought Seattle was a great story last year. I imagine all three of us were probably on them in that opener against the Denver Broncos. And, and that yes. kind of kicked off what was a perfect setup for their season. And this kind of answers your second question, Jimmy. Um, they got it started with that Monday night game and that win over the Denver Broncos. And, and the whole world was, you know, figuring it was going to be the coming out party for Russell Wilson. It was actually the coming out party for Geno Smith. And that just kind of steamrolled or snowballed everything for this team for the first half of the season. But no, I do not think it's sustainable for Geno Smith. I still think Geno Smith is an average quarterback. And if you look at what he did last season in the second half, all those numbers in the first half decide, uh, d started to decline uh, precipitously. So I, I think it'll be more of the same where Seattle, you know, kind of not bottoms out, but I think they're going to regress a little bit off of what, you know, they got off to that start last year. I think they're going to continue to slip a little because, 
Geno Smith, to me, is just not that guy. I don't believe he can sustain the completion percentage that he had at the beginning of the year and also the success that he had with the deep balls. He hit a number of deep balls downfield. Uh, and, and I just don't think you're going to be able to maintain that level of performance uh, in this follow-up season. Now, in his defense, he's got tremendous receivers. They draft in Jigba, you know, so the, the receiving core is very good for this team. Um, if you look at the secondary, they are good. I think the linebackers are solid. The pass rush is below average, in my opinion. The offensive line is bad, in my opinion. If you look at some of the numbers here, three and zero in field goal games, but nothing really ever, no, nothing really else jumps out. Four and six in one score games, plus two in turnover margin, minus one in sack margin. They did have very good injury luck last year. Uh, we hope that that does not uh, regress. The schedule is also a little bit on the easier side. I think they're slightly above average team, and I think the win total reflects exactly that. At eight and a half, I could see a nine and eight team. I could see an eight and nine team. I think they're right there, uh, you know, within a game or so of 500. I don't believe they win the division, but they might be able to still make the playoffs in the NFC at nine and eight. Oh, how did you know we all were fading, uh, fading the hype on that Monday night game on huh, Brady? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was too good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. And you know what's funny, too, about Geno Smith and Brady being a 49ers fan? You, you're paying attention to it closely. It's a standalone playoff game. We, don't, we all should be. But that was a microcosm of his season. He was on fire in the first half and did nothing. And, I mean, just the, the horrible uh, in the second half. I also had to mention Kenneth Walker, uh, most rushing yardage. I love him. Okay? And, you know, um, it, 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 he should even have more carries this year. We'll see. Injuries are concerned there. Injuries concern for Smith and Jigba as well, who I love as well. But he's got a wrist surgery. He's going to have everything they say. It's going to be fine. He's going to be ready for the start of the season. But you never start this, like to start the season with uh, little injuries like that. And Devon Weatherspoon, whew, can he? I love the physicality from the cornerback position like him. Defense rookie of the year. Wait a look at 10 to 1. He's fifth choice. Is Seattle, um, Randy. You're a little bullish on these uh, Seahawks. You like over eight and a half win total. You like them to win the division at that price at plus 230 as well. Yeah, I do. And you guys brought up week one last year. I was in Colorado and Blackhawk, and you could have found uh, plenty of people ripping off their uh, Bronco jerseys. <laughs> they were laying in the street there. They were so bad at that team. Which was they had plenty game. of opportunities for, uh, to throw away those <laughs> offensive uh, jerseys over the course of the season. Which was so. a good game for me. But what a – what a bounce back year for both Geno Smith and Pete Carroll there as well. Yeah, the offensive line, I do have ranked number 26, but they had two rookie tackles last year that really improved at the end of the season. We've seen them run the ball well. I think this is a proving offensive line. That's why I'm not real, not real concerned with this number 26 ranking because if they can get any protection for all these weapons – you know, we bring up uh, all those good wide receivers and the good draft there. And you got Walker, and then you got this kid from UCLA, UCLA Charbonnet. It's going to be a good, uh, good uh, one two combination there as far as running the ball to take some pressure off Geno. So, an average quarterback, even if he regresses a little bit, an average quarterback, I think, can lead this team to a, a very good season. And, you know, Geno proved himself that. Uh, He's smart. It can be smart and not turn the ball over. And that that was his bugaboo in the past. And that's why he had a decent year last year. The defense, you get you get three guys 
here back, you know, Bobby Wagner, you get uh, Jamal Adams. We'll see what kind of tires on the tread of Wagner, but uh, I think he can be a quarterback of that defense. Jamal Adams, of course, was hurt last year. And then you guys brought up this Witherspoon at uh, cornerback. So I see a very improving defense here. They still got Reed up the middle. So that's a very strong part to start with, you know, so they'll, hopefully hold teams a little lower scoring this year and this will help as well. I just see value on this team on over and I see value on this team for the division because I'm not that high on the 49ers with their quarterback and, uh, and we'll see how that goes there. But uh, you know, of course the other two teams in the division, I'm not high on as well. So I think, you know, like I said before, you're going to get you five wins out of Seattle, five wins out of San Fran. Can they, uh, can they win those key games and uh, beat the 49ers? And I think both will make the playoffs, but uh, I see Seattle winning the division and not the 49ers. All right. Uh, Seattle's uh, win total eight and a half. Now it's shaded to the over at Bet Rivers right now, minus 155. Uh, boy, it's uh, the Rams. So, well, they, they did it. They got to a Super Bowl. They won a, a second Super Bowl. So six and a half is their win total. Super Bowl, uh, 80 to 1, that's 26th choice. To win the NFC, 35 to 1, that's 13th choice. Stafford uh, played nine of the 17 games. Comeback player of the year, 40 to 1. Playoffs, yes, is plus 305. No is minus $4. Cooper Cup also played in only nine of 17 games. Last year, he's 25 to 1 to be offensive player of the year. Most receiving yards, 13 to 1. He's fourth choice. Nine of 17 games last year, the year after the Super Bowl, banged up. These injuries are piling up on Matthew Stafford, and they're not playing for a ton. It doesn't appear to. And after their record through probably the first five or six games, you know, how how enthusiastic or how, um, you know, just are they going to be basically out of it? I don't think he's going to play a whole lot, Brady. I think this is an under type of a pick here, and it's based on a guy like Stetson Bennett. Guess what? Stetson Bennett's not going to have the same relative supporting cast that he had at Georgia with the Los Angeles Rams, okay? Uh, nice story, not an NFL quarterback. The Rams are at six and a half. Yeah, you know, this team is a little bit of a mystery to me, and I'm just trying to figure out how bad they're going to be. I, I don't think they're going to be a decent team, and I wonder if they're going to be a total disaster. And to your point about Matthew Stafford, I tend to agree with you that he probably will not play a full season. I was actually really surprised that he didn't retire last year. And then, you know, I mean, this is obviously a massive rebuild. And you talked about it, too, you know, when we were introducing the division here. They're, they're paying their debts now. They won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, and now, the, you know, they went all in. They put all their chips in. And now they're paying for it. And so this is an obvious rebuild. They lose Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. Um, you know, it's interesting to note the top eight players on their defense as far as number of snaps taken – They've lost seven of those guys. So that is a, a big hole on defense here for the Rams. The offensive line is, is bad. The running game is not very good. They don't have a lot of weapons. The, the schedule's very average as far as difficulty, but the rest edge is awful. Um, they were one and two in field goal games, three and four in one score games, minus one in turnover margin, nothing much there to make of, but minus 21 in sack margin. And who knows, that could be a, a number that repeats itself with this offensive line. 
there's not much that looks very promising at all here for the Rams. And I tell you what, they, they might even be worse than the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I did not make any bets uh, on or against this team, but under six and a half wins looks to be the right side. I mean, that feels like their ceiling is seven wins or even six wins. Um, I One game that could be a bright spot for the Los Angeles Rams, however, could be week one against Seattle. Uh, it was the year prior that the Rams swept the Seahawks, and then last year the Seahawks swept the Rams. So they'll be certainly looking to return the favor. Uh, Pete Carroll, on the other hand, 18-3 and straight up and 16-5 and against the spread when he's at home during the first three weeks of the season. And then conversely, in season opener, Sean McVay, 5-1 and straight up and 5-1 and against the spread. I think if the Rams come out with a little bit of energy, and you were kind of talking about it, Jimmy, like what does this team have to play for? If they come out energized, obviously McVay has his team ready in week one historically. If they come out with a little energy, they win that week one game, I could see that being a spot. But eventually they're just going to run out of options because they, they don't have any talent on this team. And, and you're right, Stafford, who knows if he'll be even around for the second half of the season. So week one, maybe going against Seattle, but otherwise I would lean to the under on the season win totals. Uh, Randy, uh, your thought, and it's funny, even at the highest level of uh, football, it's more, for me, it's more of a, an emotional and that type of stuff is, is more of a college angle for me, but damn it. I mean, those two, first two games of the year, those 50, 50 games will shape a season for an NFL team. I mean, you, you know, the, the Giants win this miracle in Nashville and uh, go for two, and next thing you know, they're on their way to the playoffs. You know, we go on and on, and if t a team loses two tough ones, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the mental fragility, I guess you could say, of even uh, rosters at the highest level, the, those swing games early in the year. Hey, man, under, I mean, 3,600 yards passing for uh, Stafford, 21.5 TDs. Under, under, man. I mean, he's not going to play uh, 12 games, and that's what it would take uh, to get to those numbers. Your thoughts on the Rams, Randy? Yeah, you know, we got Sean McVay, seventh season, been a very good coach. You know, he can't, you know, Super Bowl title, lost the Super Bowl, done a very good job, but he's going to have to, you know, he decided to stay rather than going into the broadcasting team and retiring. Another so surprise. So he must, uh, he yeah. must see something that he wants to, you know, he wants to build this team. You know, they're going to try to do it through the draft. You know, they had 15 picks. I just put this down in my notes in rounds two through seven. So they're trying to build up this talent through the draft that way. You know, they didn't have free agency, uh, didn't really do much there. And uh, like we said, their offensive line, I got ranked number 30th. They haven't been able to replace a uh, big Andrew Whitworth, who does a pretty good job on TV talking. I noticed, and uh, and this their best player is probably this Havenstein on the offensive line. He's been a good player, and uh, we'll see what Stafford. We'll see if he he can come in there. You know, he's always been a better quarterback when he's been behind as far as covering. So we, you know, there might be some edge in betting there if they're you know getting over a touchdown. You know, Stafford many times got backdoor TDs for me to to get my money so that to get get me in the money actually so that was good for me but uh you know the schedule week 10 by you know we'll see how that goes you know and then they then they starting with Seattle and San Fran after the bye we'll see if their team you know NFL teams don't really tank but if they have a you know 
a three and six record or a, a two and seven record, or are they going to be looking to get the USC quarterback? You know, their defense, about the only bright spot they got is they still got Aaron Donald. You know, will they use him as a piece maybe to get other players? I don't Why know not? how that fits. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not in that position to know if that fits in the salary cap for these other teams. But we'll see as well. And they're replacing their special teams, which uh, under McVeigh, their special teams have been very good faking the punts and uh, and had very very good field goal kickers over the years. So we'll see how it goes there. But this team looks like a total rebuild. You know, tough to maybe get to that season win total. But you know, this is more of a team that I'm going to wait and see and play during the season if I see some underdog value, if they if they look like they're competitive. If they're not, I'll look to bet against them. But I still see Arizona being a little worse. You mentioned Whitworth because he was – he was – that was one more year that the, the Super Bowl championship year. He A lot of people did not think he was going to play uh, that year, but they convinced him to come back, and it, he was a big part uh, of that Super Bowl championship as well. I'm surprised Donald's going to hang around for the twilight of his career. Uh, for a rebuild, I'm sure he would rather not. We've seen so many uh, players in similar situations go for that last lick, you know, at a uh, at another place. And how about that? You're talking about building up draft picks. They haven't had a first-round pick since 2016. So we, if they start moving some of these pieces, so we will see. I think there's a big fade on a lot of things, especially the Stafford uh, individual numbers. So let's get to the last team. Go from bad to worse, it appears. Uh, the uh, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, well, um, a last uh, to uh, win the NFC, uh, tied for last to win the Super Bowl, 200 to 1 and 80 to 1, favored to win the least amount of games at plus 200. They are, uh, they are four, plus 400 to be the last winless team. Uh, Kyler Murray, comeback player of the year, 50 to 1. Arizona Brady, the win total is at four and a half. Yeah, I don't have a play here, but um, I'll, I'll start with the fact that I don't think we're going to see Kyler Murray for quite a while here. Uh, and if he does come back, let's say week six, week five, something like that, how much is he really going to help this offense anyway that doesn't have a whole lot of weapons? If you look at it on paper, Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore, Zach Paschal, Zach Ertz, James, Con- uh, James Conner, doesn't sound that bad, but then you've got an awful offensive line. The defense is pretty bad. It's just pretty bad and ugly even when you start to evaluate every unit of this team. Now, you talk about uh, NFL teams tanking, uh, Randy. Maybe let's call it mail it in. The the Cardinals could mail it in. Um, They have the Houston Texans first round pick as well, if you recall from this year's draft. So if things are going really south, and let's say we get to week seven, week eight, and Kyler Murray is a possibility to come back, maybe they just keep him out, let him rest, let him get healthy, and basically just put it on cruise control for the rest of the season. I could see that happening. And then they end up with probably two top five draft picks in next year's draft. I, I think that's a possibility. Um, there are some reasons to think sing, uh, things could swing in their direction. 0-4 in field goal games, 2-6 and in one-score games, minus 5 in turnover margin, minus 10 in sack margin. They did have bad injury luck last year. Uh, they do play a harder schedule this year, but it's possible that those things could revert to the positive. Um, 
the, the one spot, again, where I thought maybe it's a possibility for Arizona here is week one. And they are currently catching six points on the road against the Washington Commanders. And we know under Cliff Kingsbury, uh, the worst place for this Cardinals team to be was at home. They were awful at home and much better on the road. And here they are getting six points in week one. This line will probably go to seven. Who knows? It might even go to seven and a half because of, you know, the perspective of this Cardinals team. And I don't think that perspective is necessarily inaccurate. But on the flip side, I don't necessarily think the Washington Redskins, or Redskins, I apologize, the Commanders should be laying a, a, a nearly a touchdown or a touchdown to anybody. So if there is one possible bright spot for the Cardinals, maybe it's in week one when they can shock some people as that ugly dog and possibly uh, knock out a few survivor entries, Randy. Randy, your thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, this is my 26th year, you know, doing this, and I don't know of a worse team I've ever looked up than <laughs> yeah. this Arizona. They're not favored in one game, Jimmy. I mean, it's, it's tough to find any value, really, with this team, but you never know. I heard they're playing hard for Gannon, this and that, so you never know going into the season. I mean, could they beat Cleveland and Detroit, a winless teams? But uh, we never know going to this. This Gannon seems optimistic that they're going to be, you know, they're going to they're going to improve and go from there. You know, offensive line, I got ranked number twenty eight. You know, they they did draft this Paris uh, Johnson out of Ohio State, supposed to be a very good tackle. So that was good. That was a good start for them in the rebuilding phase of their team. Their offense has a few weapons. Well, and, and Colt McCoy, he's he's made himself a pretty good career for himself, you know. Not the most talented, but uh, the guy's consistent and when he gets in there and, and plays pretty well. So we'll see what happens with this team. Maybe they're competitive more so with McCoy. Maybe they'll just leave him in there and, and sit Murray and, and build for next year. Their defense does have a couple, you know, talented guys. You know, you got Buda Baker, you know. He, he's an all-pro player. You got Simmons, who's a freak of nature, could be a Pro Bowl player. So you can build from there, you know. So we'll see if it happens there. You know, that they carried the team with their four wins the year before. They only had four wins, you know. And we'll see what this Gannon does with this defense. You know, that's that's his strong point, you know, with the Eagles. But finding one win was challenging and finding any spots to take them without seeing what, you know, without seeing them start the season is very difficult for me to see. And I just couldn't see any value with them or any value against them, not taking them way under that uh, low win total. So no play on Arizona, but I'll be watching them. Well, McCoy, you can do worse than him as far as a backup quarterback. And he's going to start that first game. And he's completely different from Kyler Murray because he is settled in the pocket. He does get rid of the ball quickly. Problem with Colt is it's probably his toughness because he stands in there and will take a hit. He does not stay healthy because he, I mean, he gets, I mean, he's just not a big guy. And, I mean, he just gets lit up every time. He plays for a couple of games. He gets hurt. What are we going to go to? A fifth-round pick out of Houston at that point, Clayton Toon. And then if you're one and four, one and five, 
at best, maybe. And that's when it's time for maybe for Colin Murray. How enthusiastic is he going to be about, uh, you know, how when you lose and, you know, you got the makes and pains, they feel a little bit worse uh, when, you know, your team is not uh, doing so well. So uh, it just it looks bad. Yeah, they, they're given they're playing hard for this coach in some of the preseason games. They had that crazy comeback, that late draw Batoon in them against Denver when uh, Sean Payton played all of his uh, his first string, including uh, Russell Wilson five series in at week one of the preseason. So we'll see. But, man, and, uh, not getting any value against them, though, because they're not going to be a public team. They're not a public team on a future bet. They're not going to be a public team. But they're all going to be fade against. You want to talk about uh, suicides. I mean, you know, the knockout pools, whatever you want. I mean, they might be maybe early before McGoy gets hurt. Um, a little bit. That is an inflated number for first rent for first first week where the lines are so condensed. That would be a big number if it gets over, or at least to the magic number or over that number of seven. Great stuff, guys. We appreciate it. We're wrapping up our last of the divisional pre- previews next week for Brady Cannon for Randy McKay. I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.